0: How's it going? This is Hub, and welcome to a very special episode of Titan Up The Defense, a podcast that would likely benefit from a tagline. As I believe I just mentioned, my name is Hub, and as I believe I also just mentioned, this is a very special episode. What's so special about it? This is the 100th episode of Titan Up The Defense. That's 100 full episodes of us covering either the New Teen Titans or the Defenders. And that's kind of a lot, especially when you factor in the 60-some-odd episodes we did of the original Teen Titans run. So yeah, we're 100, which is funny because I don't feel a day over. Yeah, Actually, 100 sounds about right. I have been feeling very old lately. In fact, I just realized that people who were conceived as their parents watched Anaconda are now legally allowed to drink in the United States. And I assume there's rather a lot of them, because I'm sure that John Voigt's sexy enunciation of the line, It's Monkey Blood, probably inspired rather a lot of canoodling. So to the legion of our young fans who owe their existence to John Voigt's celebrated antipathy towards snakes, Jennifer Lopez, and Ice Cube, welcome. Or as is the parlance of your times. Semicolon and parentheses. I'm kidding, of course. I know you kids don't type out your emoticons old fashionedy like that. Don't have time to. What, with your dungarees and your hamburger sandwiches and your avocado toast? Why, imagine smearing an avocado all over your piece of rapidly heated bread. In my day, we had a proper reverence for avocados, which we believed to be the testicles of Sobek, the crocodile-headed god, who we worshipped. Hmm, it was a simpler time. I'm a hundred. Anyway, enough of that malarkey. Let's get into some different malarkey. Some... 100th episode extravaganza malarkey. Without any further ado, let's uh-do this. Today's Synopsis Rhyme was submitted quite some time ago by Devin Tuhey. It's a long one, so I was saving it for a special occasion. I think this qualifies. When Hub in his spiel references Chaucer without a full rhyme, I cry out, "Naw, sir! What English fan could hear of the miller without craving some Canterbury filler? One must hear of the tale at some small length, or of Constance's suffering and strength. Oh, crap, that is from the man of law's tale. I'm veering topics, and maybe should bail. Or else this rhyme will recall the romance of the rose, which maybe you have, by chance, read about somewhere, it is quite boring, and old Jeff Chaucer found himself snoring, when he tried to translate it into English, and thus that poem he never did finish. It's about sex, like most poetry is. So's the Miller's tale, about getting amiss, into bed and maybe breaking some hearts. More importantly, it also has farts. Before I sum up every Pilgrim's story, many of which are really quite gory, I shall put this rhyme to its timely death, and say if you want to know more about Jeff, you should ask your local medievalist. And now, dear listener, a synopsis. Thanks, Devin. That was pretty impressive. Skate Man Number One, Skate Man, November nineteen eighty three, written by Neil Adams, drotted by Neil Adams. As near as I can tell, either everything by Neil Adams or nobody else wanted their name on it. Skate Man Roll Call, Skate Man, Paco, Angel, Jill, Jack, Fast Freddy, and introducing Senora Quintera. Then, for the synopsis, I just have a bunch of question marks, exclamation points, and other symbols. Kind of like when Kubert swears. So, looks like I'm going to need some help figuring out what uh, happened in this comic book. Let's bring in Corey on this. And joining us once again is my good for many things brother, Corey. Corey, how are you doing? I am doing great. How are you? I am also doing well. It is the 100th episode of Titan Up the Defense, Corey. Congratulations. Congratulations to you. Now, it being our 100th episode, it's a milestone episode, couldn't decide whether we should do a Teen Titans issue or a Defenders issue. We don't want to give preferential treatment to either of them. Wouldn't really be fair. No, it wouldn't be fair at all. So instead, we decided to do the most logical thing we could and read Man number one. I don't I don't know what to say. <laughs> I received a text from Corey a couple of hours ago that said, what the fuck did I just read? And I don't know. I, that was how you replied. <laughs> yes. I've owned various copies of this comic for about six years now, and I've read it probably 20 or 30 times, and I have no fucking idea, but I could not wait to talk about it with you mm. and uh, with you listeners, too. This comic is fucking amazing. I did want to say, too, we had somebody ask if we were going to do like a wrap up like the Golden Jupiter Awards for a special episode. I think that's not a bad idea. I don't think we could really do an episode that would cover both the Defenders and the Teen Titans. So I think maybe when we hit milestone issues of each of those, Mm -hmm. then maybe we'll do like a recap for that. Like once we hit the 50th Defenders and Mm -hmm. like the 50th New Teen Titans.
1: I like it. 50 best outfits. Yeah. Something like that. That'll take a while. That'll be the whole show. Hope you guys like comic clothes. Yeah.
0: So, we read Skate Man. Yes, we did. In response to your question earlier of what the fuck did you just read, I would like to say, first, I'm sorry. It's okay. And also, you're welcome. Thank you. And also, thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. And I would like to extend all of those sentiments to our listeners as well.
1: Yeah, you guys, if you have somehow read this, I hope our analysis of it It rings some something out of it (laughs) if you haven't read it i hope that it encourages you to find a way to do so you really should
0: it is i don't think it's an exaggeration to call this the room of comic books it's so weird my initial reaction on rereading it was oh i didn't know neil adams did cocaine Ah, And I didn't know he was 15 years old in 1983. But there is no way that my mind can wrap itself around the idea that this comic book was not written by a 15-year-old who was on cocaine, unless maybe this comic book was written by the concept of cocaine itself. Wow. Well, it was the early 80s. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) So, Which means that it's even more impressive when you think of the fact that Neil Adams did some of my favorite comic book work when he was just a little baby in the late 60s and early 70s. Yeah, he got such an early It's really impressive, yeah. Yeah. And apparently some of my favorite of his work was done slightly before he was born. So, great job,
1: Neil. How do you pull that off? So, forgive my ignorance, but I know him kind of for art i think rather than yes. writing
0: and there is a reason for that is
1: this him cutting his teeth on writing
0: uh he had worked with some very good writers before he had done some writing he actually did get writing credit for those teen titans issues that he did that we covered that were oh, last minute right, right, fill-ins. Right, right, right. and they were also crazy and nonsensical but
1: in a less violent and sweary way than this this is so weird it really is so we, we've talked about the way that 80s action movies like have this Genesis where terrible things have to happen so a hero can be formed or so that some action needs to be taken that'll drive the movie forward yeah
0: and there's there's a concept that's pretty prevalent in comic books uh, it was a phrase that was coined by Gail Simone when she was a comic book critic rather than a comic book writer and it was women in fridges because there was an incident where a character a hero protagonist, Not the guy from Snow Crash, uh, but a hero slash protagonist's heroic journey was forwarded by having his girlfriend chopped up and put in a refrigerator. And that has happened metaphorically a number of times in comic books and have that be the catalyst. And it's kind of gross and disturbing how prevalent that idea is that that is what female characters are for. They are MacGuffins that further the plot by being brutalized. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is definitely something that happens in this issue. But that's not enough. We want to make sure that he's the best action hero. So we'll give him all the motivations.
1: Yep. So first, before the girlfriend is the best friend. Right. Right. That.
0: Yeah. Let's just go through the whole plot of the probably... thing. And we'll talk about yep. the things as they come up. Because we need to try to unravel this in a way that makes it make some form or some resemblance of sense.
1: Okay. So maybe we go back and forth and say just like a significant event. Do you think we can do it in like... I am a let's, pentameter? Let's, I think we
0: can. No, no. no
1: <laughs> that's, that's, I'm not equipped for that. I'm wondering if we can do it in, I don't know, a volley of 10? Oh boy. Okay, let's give it a try. That's our challenge. Okay, let's give it a
0: try. So we start in media Res with
1: Skate Man beating up... Eight bikers and then getting his ass kicked. One. Flashback. Billy Moon uh, is the name of Skate Man. Mm-hmm. And Billy Moon's having a flashback about uh when he was a kid he did martial arts. Then he went to Vietnam and it sucked. Came back and he was bummed out.
0: Two. His best friend from Vietnam was like, hey, you need a job, join the roller derby. He was great at the roller derby. So good. Loved it, too. His best friend, the one who got him into the roller derby, he saw him talking to a weird dude in the locker room who he'd never seen before. Then, later that day, during their roller derbying, his friend told him to hit him harder a bunch of times. As they do. As they do, which we are definitely getting back to. And because his skate had been rigged, he died. (laughs) They, They rigged his skate so that when he got hit,
1: he would die in a roller derby accident. He fell on his head and he died. Three. So he's sad because he killed his best friend. He has an awesome girlfriend named Angel. Oh boy. Who was like, baby, it's okay. Let's hitchhike to California and start a new life. And he says, great. And so they do that. Yes. And she's like, I'll be a
0: reporter now. So now she's a reporter. Four. Billy is having a hard time. He's struggling. Then he sees a little kid getting beat up for selling comic books to some other kids so he chases off all the other kids and begins
1: his lifelong friendship with paco five over the next two weeks he teaches paco everything he knows including how to become a champion skateboard competition person and how to do martial arts oh yeah how to defend himself
0: yes Mm -hmm. paco wins a big skateboard championship everybody's happy six then food fight they have a food fight, yes. I would not a, say a celebratory food Celebratory fight. food fight to show what good pals they are. Seven? Then tragedy strikes again. The food fight ends forever. <laughs> oh. Angel gets stabbed all over Ugh. by a bad biker man, and then she walks home. She dies in Billy Moon's arms, but he sees that it was probably done by a biker who likes skulls. Eight. He once again spirals into depression, says a bunch of racist shit at Paco, throws him out of the
1: house, and breaks his skateboard. It should be noted, during this time, he's mostly, while drinking, staring at comic books. Oh, that's true. I think we got a little bit of a flaming carrot situation here. 9. After that, he becomes Skateman. Yes, he sees some jorts
0: lying around and thinks... There Uh, there is uh, my camping gear somewhere. These bikers are a cowardly and superstitious lot. To strike fear into their hearts, I shall put on some jorts. And then he ties a scarf around his head. Somewhere in there, he cuts some eye holes in the scarf, puts on a t-shirt, and puts on his roller skates, and starts going around and investigating what the connection is, because there definitely is one, between the bikers murdering his girlfriend, Angel, his friend, Jack, being murdered by... People who probably rigged his skates to be bad. hmm And the oppression of migrant workers, which is apparently also connected to those things. And they're all being perpetrated and bikers are mixed up with it.
1: 10. That concludes the flashback? Okay, yes. we got to speed it up. I think we're past 10, so... Yup. Okay. We got to... There's more than 10, though.
0: There's nothing Actually, we can we do. we just got to do... The There's cliff. so many things. The CliffsNotes. notes. Yes. The bikers had beaten him up at the beginning of the comic. They, they hit a 2x4 over his head and he has to be
1: healed, I guess. Yep. Yeah. So Paco takes him to his new girlfriend, Jill, who then they all three go to Paco's grandma's house. I was
0: confused about that. There were two separate people. We've never met Jill before. She shows up. Jill is his new girlfriend. She's a roller disco queen. But also at some point, I think maybe the first time he gets healed up by Paco's friend. Or like aunt or something. It's by an older lady Paco knows Mm -hmm. named Senora Quintera. So Senora Quintera heals him up as a favor to Paco who has never asked her for a favor before. So she has to. Logically. And then he also gets healed up by Jill who makes sure that he knows that... He doesn't owe anything to her she would even stitch up a dog if it was bleeding and she's in love with him and she gives him skaterade which she invented
1: and sings him a song and then she calls him a hard ass because he keeps asking questions then he falls asleep and she sheds a single tear and then creepily whispers into his ear you'll forget about your dead girlfriend soon and i'll still be here uh-huh do you think <laughs> she's behind the murder we can't, we oh, can't Jesus, get into that don't yet. go down um, the road man we, yeah eleven over the course of the next
0: few days, he invents a motorized skateboard for Paco. Feels bad about... Feels bad about all the them, racial slurs. Them
1: those names. Yep.
0: <laughs> Which, fair. Twelve. Then he goes on to continue his investigation. He goes on a date to the roller disco to see Jill perform. Meets a skateboard friend.
1: And He's a disco man and a skateboarder. He's
0: he's a disco skateboard gang leader named Fast Freddy, who tells him that the bikers are bad and are oppressing the migrant workers and using them to smuggle drugs and also don't want the migrant workers to unionize. Right. Thirteen. A fighter ups at the roller disco. Jill is kidnapped by the bikers for no apparent reason. Skate Man notices. Billy Moon notices. Well... Yes. He had been purporting to not be able to skate for some reason. He changes into his skate man gear, which he had on him, and roller skates after the cars that had kidnapped Jill. 14. Puts a tracer on them and then tracks them down immediately. 15. Calls Paco and has Paco get in touch with Fast Freddy and the gang of skateboarders and they fly into action and beat up all of the bikers. Yep. Yep. I don't know, 16, I guess. Then he goes to the headquarters where the other bikers are and rescues Jill, hands Paco a bag of grenades, and has Paco blow up the warehouse.
1: 17, 18, 19. Really really puts a bow on it. Yep. Yep. Well done, Corey. (laughs) Thank you. That wasn't so bad. No. Actually, it sounds strangely coherent. Yeah. Now let's get into why it isn't.
0: Everything is off about this comic book. Everything is just at least a little bit off. The cover is gorgeous. It is Skate Man kicking somebody in the face. But the logo for Skateman is, it's pretty weird and balloony. And then under it, it says registered trademark. It's not the R in a circle. It's the printed out words registered trademark, which I've never seen before. Then, you open to the first page, and it is the same illustration as the cover, mm-hmm. including having the big logo that says Skateman. It's Neil Adams Skateman. No other artists or creators are credited on this. I am certainly willing to stipulate that there was not an editor involved, but I don't know if Neil Adams did the colors and the lettering himself. It's a possibility. I would be very surprised if it was the fact. I think that he may have just contracted out the work, and nobody was particularly keen to have their name attached to this comic.
1: Which is a shame, because the art and lettering and the colors is really quite good.
0: Yeah, and that's what makes this a classic bad comic book. There are plenty of bad comic books that are just completely unreadable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The layouts for this are fine. Like, the, the action flows pretty well in it. But it's what is happening in the dialogue that is just complete nonsense. The opening words are, and it is, once again, it is the cover. It just now has word bubbles, which it didn't on the cover. Hands off, jerkhole. The party's over. We're forming a union. My foot in your face. As he kicks, apparently, a three-star general in a gang mm-hmm. in the face with his roller skate. And a rescued migrant worker in the background says, Ay, Dios mio, es skate man.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. it's a lot going on. It is... A very impactful beginning. Then, yeah, we see him beat up all of the bad bikers, but it's confusing at first, and we weren't sure if it was like, is Skateman a, like a Pinkerton? Is he a
1: strike buster? Yeah, because on the cover and the first page, somebody has maybe graffitied onto the wall? Worker's strike. I have a theory about that. It is very neat
0: graffiti, if it is graffiti. I don't think it is, because they were carrying picket signs. I think it's a sound sound effect, effect. and it's my favorite sound effect, and it's spoiler alert. But uh, yeah, I think the impact of his foot on the biker's face makes the noise, worker strike! Hmm, okay. Yeah, he beats up all the eight bikers, and then he gets comically a two-by-four is broken over his face. He's not very good, really, at being a superhero. Of the fights he gets into, he wins the one at the end. But almost all the ones we see before that, he does some cool stuff and then just
1: gets the shit beaten out of him. That's one thing I like about this comic book. Yeah. Is this idea that somebody who's really athletically gifted can beat up a whole bunch of people is Mm -hmm. garbage. Right. So what you're saying is what you appreciate about this comic book
0: is how realistic it is. Well, it sounds stupid when you put it
1: <laughs> that way. It's <laughs> just like real life, you know? You, yeah. be, you beat up eight bikers, there's always one guy with a two-by-four waiting in the shadows who you don't see. That's a really good lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a life lesson.
0: The sound effects are all really weird. Scash! When he's hit over the head, it goes bash. The cop car makes a noise. <laughs> That's a police siren. And then later it says...
1: Yeah, it's it's a joyful story. Hey, cops
0: are having fun. But yeah, so Paco rescues him and brings him to Signora Quintera. And it's Signora S-I-G-N-O-R-A. So I guess she's Italian? And Jill is there. And then, yeah, when he recovers later, we see that he's calling out in pain for Jill. We don't know where Jill came from. We don't know who Jill is. Is she related to Signora
1: Quintero? No, I think they just met.
0: They... Just met at some point off panel, and that is just like, well, we we don't have to explain everything or where everybody comes from. There's we do not
1: enough time.
0: We don't know what Paco's relationship to this old woman is. We do see that he's beat up really badly, and then it's from there that we launch into the flashback. Once we launch into the flashback, it's all written in the second person, which I, I think also, to me, just because my exposure to work that is written in the second person is pretty much choose your own adventure books and bright lights big city and so again that is kind of an amalgamation of 14 year olds and cocaine (laughs) i i want to poke holes in that but i can't somehow in some way neil adams was a 14 year old boy who was on a lot of cocaine in
1: 1983 maybe 15 or maybe 13 you are filled with a white hot rage that makes you skate man yeah that's what we are oh. told. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know that.
0: <laughs> yeah. His origin. Like, we get one panel. One panel in which it is revealed that Billy Moon is like the ultimate Gary Stew, the male equivalent of a Mary Sue character who is like oddly perfect.
1: Uh, um, okay.
0: Yes, Billy Moon, torment as your life flickers through your mind. Even as a boy, you practiced martial arts. As a man, you went to Vietnam to defend freedom, first from the sky, but then on the ground, where you found that not all the enemy were warriors. You saw the burning homes and the babies, their bellies blown full with hunger. You got out as soon as you could. You tried to forget what you saw, trying hard to find another game, a job that suited your special abilities. There didn't seem to be any such thing, did there? But one day, an old army buddy, now in the roller derby, suggested you try it that's one panel that's one panel and that is like should be at least three issues of a comic book
1: i'm very impressed with neil adams ability to pack a lot into a small nonsensical space
0: there is so much comic book in this comic book all of the plot we went over that's 19 pages Mm -hmm. that's insane it is insane what's also really weird is The depiction of the roller derby. They're competing in the roller derby, but aspects of it are like pro wrestling style. Like the fights are faked up. Mm -hmm. I did a little bit of research about roller derbies. And I was confused by that depiction because from what I know of people who are currently competing in roller derbies, that shit's all real as fuck. Mm -hmm. And now that is definitely the case. In the 70s, it was definitely a sport, but there were some parallels to professional wrestling where they were still competing against one another and trying to score in the weird system that still doesn't make any goddamn sense to me. But when they would get into fights with each other, they would definitely play it up and some of that stuff would be staged and they would be portraying larger than life characters. So some of the depiction of the roller derby in this actually makes sense. hmm. My favorite thing I learned about roller derbies from doing research, though, is that they started in the 30s. There was a guy named uh, Leo Seltzer who organized a roller skating marathon. And then this other dude came in and was like, hey, what if they also fought each other while they were doing that? Hmm. And the roller derby was born. My favorite part about that is the guy who said, hey, what if you did that was Damon Runyon. What? What? Yeah, he's the guy who Guys and Dolls is based on his short stories. Uh, he was a New York sports writer. And he is one of the fathers of the roller derby. And the word Runyon-esque is the description of the type of dialogue that he employed. And yeah, Guys and Dolls was based on his work.
1: So what do you, what do you say they fight?
0: <laughs> what if these individuals were not without uh, commensurate fisticuffs? Whoa. That's kind of Runyon-esque. I wasn't doing the right accent with it. But, like, you use big words and you misuse some of them. Ah. That's where I get that. I see. It is weird, though. Like, I don't think messing with somebody's skate would necessarily kill them. There's some kind of a time delay on the jury rigging of the dude's skate so that he falls at just the right point, but he needs to get hit three times. Progressively harder. It's really harder. confusing. And also confusing about that. How the fuck is his death in the roller derby connected to the bikers and the migrant workers and Angel being killed.
1: Well, we wouldn't know about any of that had the death not occurred because that was the catalyst for his move out west. Right. But that's the other thing is these happen on different coasts. Like how? Oh, you're saying that they might actually be connected, not just in Skateman's mind. Well, I mean, it is said that they are connected. I mean, well, you can't believe everything you read in this comic book. I think we have to.
0: We're supposed to take it at face value, unless we are not supposed to take it at I face don't value. Know that. Well that's that's the thing. When he's doing the investigation, and so skate man, Avenger, searching for the skull backed jacket, stopping bikers, noticing a connection, bikers and migrant workers, migrant workers and Angel's uh, death? Uh, no. Murder and Jack's murder? They were tied together somehow. And what you were doing became more important. So you trained.
1: What? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, okay, maybe they're tied together somehow because you think they're tied together somehow. Well,
0: what I'm wondering is if maybe if this comic book had continued longer on, if Skateman is a totally unreliable narrator and that he is having some kind of a mental breakdown and is just lashing out randomly at these disparate groups because what he does is completely irresponsible and nonsensical on every level. So if we are not supposed to be taking this at face value, it would make so much more sense.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying that, I don't know, giving live hand grenades to a 7 to 10-year-old is an irresponsible thing to do? hey, kid, help me blow up these bad guys. We got 30 seconds. He does tell them
0: that he's got 30 seconds on the fuse. When he hands that kid the bag. He tosses it to him like an apple. He's like, here you go, kid. But then he hands him the bag that has the rest of them. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It's so bizarre.
1: Man, I love Paco. You gotta look at it from the kid's perspective, other than the drunken, like, racism that happens. The rest of it? Yeah. It's going to be a pretty awesome experience if you're a kid and this guy teaches you to skateboard, you get to have a food fight.
0: Well, and he rescues your comic book collection. Did you see what the name of the comic book that he was reading was? Like Super Dude? It was Super Dude. (laughs) (laughs) Which I gotta believe was next in line if this comic had been a big hit. You get the Super Dude spinoff. Oh,
1: man. Um. (laughs) Did this continue after one issue? No.
0: It was a it was a wow. huge flop. It was a one and done, and it may have been part of what made Pacific Comics go out of business within a year from this. There were definitely other factors involved. Pacific Comics though had a lot going for it at the time. They were doing comics by Jack Kirby at the time, and Steve Ditko, and Mark Vanier was writing some of them, and that was the first publisher of Gru. They had been a chain of comic book stores uh, that had set up their own distribution network for acquiring comics and then forgetting other comic books to comic book stores. Mm. Part of what also went wrong with their business model was they started publishing comics and that ended up hurting their distribution business because other smaller independent comic book publishers viewed them as competition and def- didn't necessarily want them to be carrying their comic books. Oh. If they saw them as giving themselves preferential treatment mm. in the distribution.
1: Yeah, yeah. But yeah, none, none of that's really... Skateman killed Sk- Pacific Comics. Maybe. Damn. <laughs> Damn, Skateman. So we're never going to know. I I know. This I, may keep me up. I feel like I'm actually going to wake <laughs> up in the middle of the night and be like, I got it. No, I don't.
0: Well, if there are any readers out there who have, like, access to Skateman fan fiction,
1: <laughs>
0: I don't know if that shit's out there. I don't want to know. I don't want to know Don't you? Corey? No. Corey? how else will you know if skate man ever got sonic the hedgehog pregnant
1: see that is the kind of thing <laughs> that i just am trying to stay clear of these days i
0: hear you oh that was a younger man shower, <laughs> well, but I... no 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 i i understand skate man slash sonic pregnant fan fiction is it's a young man's game yeah i'm
1: too old for that shit
0: yeah i hear you you're a real danny glover thank you So, yeah, Billy Moon is a martial artist, a Vietnam veteran, a roller skating savant, an explosives expert, an inventor who invents a motorized skateboard for Paco. And a cell phone. Well, he has a cell phone. They had cell phones at that point. Did he
1: invent the cell phone? It looked like a smartphone.
0: Okay, he may have also invented the cell phone. I wouldn't put it past him. And a camping enthusiast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He does all the things except for have a job.
1: Well, that's... After the
0: roller derby. He's got a a way with the ladies. Apparently. When he has the big fight where he just says, like, racist jerk shit to Paco, Paco's response is, why don't you go find another broad to live off of? And apparently that's what he does. (laughs) Because then he moves in with Jill, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Guy doesn't (laughs) want to work. Yeah. It is also weird. We were talking a little bit before we recorded about, like, the specific time when this came out. It's like Neil Adams just barely missed a couple of things. Like, at this point, roller disco was not the most popular thing in the world. It seems like most of it could have been about like six years ago, he might have caught some kind of a zeitgeist with this. And if it had been a few years later, he could have done more with the skateboarding thing, and that would have been more of a thing. But yeah, 1983, he just missed it. And and when I heard that there was the comic book called Skate Man, initially, I assumed it was a skateboarder. And no, it is a roller skate man. He's a very good roller skater.
1: He is. And we were talking about this earlier offline that, yes, skateboards are, I think, inherently cooler Uh than roller skates, but without the violence of the roller derby, Mm. his unique skill set for superheroing wouldn't uh have manifested well i don't know we do see fast
0: freddy's gang of skateboarders who apparently all know paco and owe him favors descend on the bikers like birds of prey birds of prey and that reminded me a lot of gleaming the cube where christian slater has his metal skateboard that he skates off a highway and hits
1: a man in the head with oh man i haven't seen that for he goes through a plate glass window i don't remember
0: that part It is a very bad movie, but there is some very good skateboarding in it. And Tony Hawk not just does stunts, but he's a character in the movie who drives a Pizza Hut truck.
1: I think a lot of the the original, like, the Bones Brigade guys were...
0: Mostly they are the stunt people that are in it, but a couple of them do get named characters. And I think Steve Caballero and Tony Hawk both were. But, like, yeah, I watched it with Lisa and... She never had any of that fascination with skate culture mm. that I did. So when I was just like, that's Steve Cavallaro! She was like, okay, this movie's really bad. I'm like,
1: yeah, but look! Oh, maybe we should watch Thrashing next. It's an aggressive style of skateboarding, Hub. I think we
0: should also watch Police Academy 5. They made five of those? And in the fifth one, they had all of the Bones Brigade and, like, doing the stunts, pretending they were David Spade skateboarding. Oh, my. Wow. Yeah, I, I know Lance Mountain was in that one. I think...
1: I'm not sure if Natas was in that one, too. This is a different, different crowd that he ran with. That's true. SMA, Santa Monica Airlines.
0: I remember when I was a kid thinking Natas was the coolest and being like, Dude, his name's Satan backwards. That's so badass. Is he
1: satanic? And then being like, No, he's just from... Uh, a Baltic state where that's a perfectly normal name. Yeah, his mom wrote, wrote into Thrasher magazine and gave the explanation of how <laughs> it's like the, the masculine of Natasha, basically. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, the Skate made comic's weird. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: bad guy plot. Let's try to just talk about that a little bit. So the workers are trying to unionize. The yep. migrant workers. Migrant workers, yeah. They're trying to unionize as drug smugglers? Because the... Bikers are making them smuggle drugs, and they want to form a union so that.
1: I think one of the conditions of is the, the union, are the
0: bikers officially management?
1: No, no, no. I think that that the workers want to unionize to do the actual work. Right. Part of the stipulation of their organization is that they no longer have to bring the illegal drugs. Okay. Up from Mexico and the skulls. It seems don't like don't a, want that. It, to oh, happen, okay. So that's why they're trying to break up the unionizing.
0: And the Skulls work for management, but aren't necessarily management themselves.
1: The Skulls may just be a totally separate deal. Who they're Like, like they're if, just freelance? If these guys unionize, that's going to fuck up our drug trade. Okay, so they're just like concerned citizens? Business people. <laughs> okay. Who? Do you
0: have any speculation as to how Jack's death in the roller derby is involved with that? Because I can't even make up a far-fetched scenario in which those two events are... Connected, but I think we're just supposed to take it that
1: they are. I put a surprising amount of thought into this over the last couple hours, and I've gotten squat. Yeah, me either. I, I can't even make up like a what's Aqualad
0: probably up to type explanation of it. They're on different coasts. I don't know how the roller derby would be involved in the drug smuggling by migrant workers. I don't know why that trainer rigged Jack Skate to fall off and make him die? It's a mystery that I really would have liked to have gotten to the bottom of. But here's the thing. Even if this comic book had continued, the issue ends with Paco blowing up all of the bad guys. So any kind of reasoning or unraveling of that mystery is a moot point at that point. All the bad guys are dead.
1: You don't know that they're dead.
0: You think they survived the explosion and now
1: have superpowers? I think that the leader, Skull, who had a skullet, uh-huh. Gets the skin burnt off his face so he has a real skull face. Oh <laughs> that's so cool! Yeah. I gotta read Skate Man too! Maybe we should
0: Where there's Man with the love triangle between Jill and Skate Man and Pregnant Sonic. Who <laughs> wouldn't wanna read such a thing? How do you think Angel? made it home to Billy's house like did the biker just like stab her a bunch of times and then just sit on the bike watching her walk home like the opposite of when you drop a friend
1: off and don't pull away until you see they make it into the house I thought about this too I think she took a bus or a taxi or something because she wasn't driving right and it was a couple blocks away from the house and the biker waited and then when she got off the bus or whatever then he just stabbed her a bunch of times. Stabbed her a bunch of times. But it had to be close to the house because he wanted... No.
0: There's no reason why There's it had no. to be close to the house. Just, I think they wanted the moment where she died in his arms. But it didn't make any sense that that would have... Maybe she's just
1: super tough and she walked, like, really far. And that's why she died. Maybe.
0: Like, because she is bleeding from her whole body.
1: Mm-hmm. It's very gross. It's super gross. And poor Paco. Man. You he's can a see... tough little guy. Yeah.
0: Sheesh. Let's talk about how tough Paco is. All right. When we first meet Paco, he's just <laughs> been beaten up by he's people bad skateboarders. who... Ba, ba, well, yeah, by bad skateboarders who don't like comic book fans. And so we, I think, are already predisposed to be on Paco's side. He's got, he, he likes comic books, and he's being oppressed for liking comic
1: books. And he's selling them. And he's... Yeah. He's trying to make a buck, man. Exactly.
0: Billy Moon chases off all of the bad guys who had been hassling Paco. Paco's response when Billy Moon asks him if he's okay, is, What the shit do you care, pig meat? <sighs> Which is, I think, my favorite sentence I've ever read in a comic book Maybe uh, The thing you have to remember is, in 1983, swearing had just been invented. And people didn't know how to do it yet. I've never they were heard... new to it, they were just trying to figure it out. Does pig meat ever show up anywhere? Nope. I don't know if they were trying to, if he was trying to, like, merge the phrases like white meat and pig. Like, if he's making fun of him, like, implying that he's a cop and also calling him white. Also, what the shit do you care? You can swear in this comic book, you can say what the fuck do you care. Hmm. Which is an actual phrase and an actual way people talk. What the shit do you care is not a thing. Well
1: i think i'm gonna make it a thing because it cracks me up
0: oh i love it what the shit do you care pygmy is such a good phrase
1: it really and is it's,
0: it's just great that neil adams has such an ear for dialogue and just the way that people talk
1: mm-hmm. very natural yeah it just flows mm. Mm. <laughs> uh, billy moon handled it well too like if kid said that to me i'd just be like man i just helped you out like why are you gonna be such a jerk No, he's like like, this
0: kid's fucking great. He's like, I always wanted to meet a kid with a mouth bigger than he was, and then takes the kid home with him, which is a weird thing to do (laughs) and a weird thing to say. But they become fast friends. He teaches the kid how to be a champion skateboarder in two weeks. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Why do you think he was trying to pretend that he didn't know how to skate when he was hanging out with Jill at the roller disco? Is he trying to make sure she doesn't find out that he's Skate Man? And so he's like, how could
1: I be Skate Man? I don't know how to skate. I think you're right because... There's a another time earlier where it comes out that Jill doesn't know that he's skate, skateman. He's like, that's he, good because it'll protect her. From- he
0: says that what, to, to Paco when he is presenting him with the motorized skateboard that he gives to Paco, which as near as I can tell is in no way superior to a regular skateboard. We don't see, I mean, we see Paco using it at one point, but he doesn't appear to be going any faster than the rest of the skateboarders that he is apparently the leader of.
1: I guess. It's more of a gesture. Like, I worked hard on this thing. I feel bad for calling you names.
0: Well, I mean, it's nice, but it's got to throw just the balance
1: of the skateboard
0: off, I would think, having that big motor sitting on the top of the skateboard on the out, like, seems like maybe you should put that underneath go. the skateboard, although maybe
1: it was just too big a motor. Or just, you know, Skate Man's a man of many talents, but his engineering abilities are not the top of his list.
0: I think all of his abilities are at the top of his list. He is pretty amazing. He's a wonderful man. We're lucky to have him. (laughs) It is weird though if it is to protect Jill and so that she doesn't find out that he's Skate Man because does he just think she doesn't know and she does know because she knows that he is invest because she's like you wanted to talk to Fab Five Freddy about those bikers that you're investigating. So she knows that he is investigating his ex-girlfriend's death at the hands of bikers. She knows that Skateman is fighting bikers and investigating murders and the connection between them and migrant workers. But she doesn't connect those.
1: Well, it's because he doesn't know how to skate.
0: <sighs> Touché. Clearly. Yeah. Seems weird that he still has his own roller skates, even though he doesn't know how to skate. Also, it seems odd that... <laughs> She presents him with her recovery drink that is called Skaterade, which she really, that's the thing that should have registered trademark under it.
1: It's made with what? Herbs and love. love.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Does she say
1: that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she sings him the worst song. Oh, oh. I, I, I was having trouble picking out the melody hub. Maybe you can, I, it's difficult maybe you can with help. the meter. Um, Give it a shot. She, she, gets out, she gets getting,
0: out her acoustic running. guitar, which, as we all know, is the best way Get to... a guitar. I don't.
1: We I'm can, sorry, That's Corey. a shame. We could do this.
0: City of angels, city of dreams, is not what you come for, and it ain't what it seems. On the wings of your lady, love, you went flying too high.
1: Do you think Anthony Kiedis read this comic book? Probably. Maybe. I think it
0: was the inspiration.
1: This is a little got of under the bridge feel to it.
0: Yeah. That was the theme song of our eighth grade dance. Um, That's a terrible choice. Yeah, it's a song about heroin. Wow.
1: <laughs> oh, man.
0: Funny old world, isn't it? I'll say. Yeah, then she kisses him and says, You'll forget about Angel one day, and I'll be there. Really creepy. Um... Can we just talk about the fact that the girlfriend whose death is the motivation of Skate Man being Skate Man, at least in part, is named Angel? That's a real... Oh, from the 80s movies? No, I'm just saying that, like, the woman who's fated to die is named Angel. Hmm. That is some you-got-served level, this kid who's about to die is named Little Saint.
1: Oh, she got Little Sainted. (laughs) She got totally Little Sainted. Why did the bikers kidnap Jill? To see if she knew anything about, um, about the skate gonna, man.
0: Why did they think she might? Were they just going to kidnap everybody eventually?
1: They're like <laughs> using at this roller disco.
0: You have a pair of roller skates. Everybody in
1: that fucking roller disco had a pair of roller skates. Do you think they were just like, eh? So hub, it sounds like almost like you are saying it doesn't make sense that they just picked her.
0: I'm curious as to how they know. Like, what kind of information-gathering network does this skull-loving band of bikers have? Also, I mean, thank goodness that biker was wearing a skull on his back makes him way easier to pick up. Because
1: how many bikers How many that? biker
0: gangs have skulls? I mean, mm. that is a definite, like, right. like real uh, easy identifying marker. Right. Thank goodness.
1: Yeah, that is fortunate. Good point. Doesn't, uh... It's, uh
0: eventually if we kidnap everybody who has roller skates we'll just one start, of them will know skate man we'll start with the lady right who's
1: singing in front of everybody
0: she seems to be the their leader yeah <laughs> so take,
1: start with the she leader. seems
0: to be the leader of the skate of the, of the
1: roller skaters yeah or like skate man they were captivated by her own unique brand of rock and roll mm, could be i would like to hear it's pretty good hub thank you it's pretty good
0: When they kidnap her, they take her to that warehouse. This is just a totally minor thing. But they've got her trussed up next to this pool table. One of the bikers is sitting on the pool table. The guy in the business suit, who I think is the guy who rigged Jack's skate to be deadly, is shooting a game of pool. How is he shooting a game of pool while the guy's sitting on the goddamn pool table?
1: Oh, you've seen that happen. No, I haven't. Like at a bar. So, no. Sometimes somebody sits, like, sits on the edge on, of a pool table. He's
0: not on the edge of the pool table. He is sitting. His butt is covering the side pocket.
1: Maybe the guy, the henchman's trying to like oh, hit him, hit him in the butt and get him off the table.
0: Maybe. Look how far into the pool table he's sitting, drinking his cores Oh, well, that guy is shooting pool.
1: That's the boss, though. That's the Skull Man. So they they're gonna let him do whatever he wants. Yeah. They're just M- trying to stay out of his way.
0: I guess. If, they're, if he's not actually shooting pool, if he's just like standing there holding the pool cue to be intimidating, he's going about it in a terrible way because if they're leaving the ball sitting on the table, that's going to ruin the felt. If you're not actively playing a game, you should clear the table.
1: It's just so irresponsible.
0: I know. I think I may have found the first chink in the armor of this issue of Skate Man. And that is poor pool etiquette by bikers. Implausible.
1: Possible.
0: The story falls apart there. Ah, What a shame. (laughs) So Skate Man roller skates real fast, grabs onto the back of a car, puts a tracer on
1: the car. Which he doesn't really need to do.
0: It seems like he is already at his destination when he places the tracer. And that happens, I guess, I'm getting a little bit confused with the timing of this. Yeah, calls Paco, who Paco had just helped him escape from the bikers initially Mm -hmm. before he roller skates... Before Skate Man roller skates over the chain-linked fence mm-hmm. and then grabs onto the car and plants the tracer on it. Mm-hmm. It's very convenient where that initial confrontation took place between the biker gang and Skateman and the skateboarders because it is in a empty canal which ends in a soft oval. You know, a roller der- derby rink just occurring in nature right there.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, that's where they got the idea for roller derbies.
0: Oh, so this is like a Jim Cotta situation. Yes. Like where there's the pommel horse in the middle of the field over the well.
1: It's a real village of the damned situation. Yes, yes. Okay. It makes sense to me now. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> it just had to be put in terms of Jim Cotta for me to wrap my mind around like
1: it. Like so many things.
0: Yes. God, I would love to see a Skate Man movie. I was
1: just thinking that, yeah, if. I don't know robert rodriguez or somebody read this comic like i thought you were, I thought you were, saying, I thought you were saying robert redford
0: <laughs> i was picturing robert redford robert. now playing skate man and i love it <laughs> all right rodriguez directs redford stars okay okay the collaboration we've all been waiting for i think, I think can this pull is it off. I, well i think this might be the piece of media that could bring them together finally like hey robert Yes, Robert? You know that project you've been looking for? <laughs> we got a winner. <laughs> it's your cousin, Marvin Rodriguez. <laughs> Wait till you get a load of
1: this. Oh, my.
0: I, I think it could it could be done. I, I would love to see it. I, I really would love to see a Skate Man movie. All
1: right, Roberts, if you're listening.
0: Get cracking on it. Thank it's, you. It's us, your cousins, respectively, Marvin Rodriguez and Marvin Redford. Hey, Paco, here's a bag of grenades. What an awesome kid. And (laughs) what an awesome time for a kid to have. Uh, Paco is the best. What a fun adventure for him. How old do you think Paco is supposed to be? I'm going
1: to say like 10.
0: Yeah, the way he is illustrated, there is no way he's older than 10. His appearance fluctuates, I would say, between like 7 and 10.
1: Yeah, well, he probably really grew up over the course of seeing a brutal murderer and... Blowing up a bunch of bad guys and oh, yeah, winning a, re- a skateboard competition.
0: It's a real coming-of-age story for Paco, I would say, in mm-hmm. a lot of ways, this comic book. That's your sequel, Paco. Skate Man 2. I mean, it, Skate Man's obviously a legacy hero.
1: Well, if I Red, think Red, Billy Ford... Redford's playing him, you gotta have a younger <laughs>
0: character. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. The the new Skateman movie, it's going to be like a Dark Knight Returns type thing right. where you have the yes. old, grizzled Skateman breaking in the young, brash new Skateman played by, mm, uh... Who could play Paco? Oh, you know who they're going to have play Paco? Hmm. Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> I really want to see this now. It, it sounds like a really good movie, Corey. Well, I could honestly spend all day talking about Skate Man. Like as I was reading this, I was almost thinking like gosh, I could start a podcast about Skate Man where every
1: episode we go over a different page. <laughs> like we talked about this for a while before we started recording. Skate yeah, and I feel like we're still covering There's New just Ground.
0: so much there there and yet
1: not. Yeah. It's it's
0: amazing. <laughs> a real how do you do? It's a Zen Cohen of a comic book. Mm. The more you think about it, the more it seems like it should make sense, but it just doesn't. So good. It's
1: like you like it, but you're like, why do I like this?
0: <laughs> it's the perfect comic book and potentially the worst comic book ever. That's a doozy. It is. Also, real quick note. Pozos. <laughs> Picket, no, signs. picket signs! picket signs, boys. I gotcha! We haven't done that one in a long time, That's but that right. was the original use of the air horn. This comic book does have picket signs. I wasn't ready for the that. The striking migrant workers are, are carrying the most expositional picket signs imaginable that just say, migrant workers striking.
1: Just in case people drive by and they're like, what are these jokers doing?
0: Yeah, which is, you know, useful. I wonder if any of them had signs that were like, one, two, three, four, I don't want to smuggle drugs anymore.
1: Mm. the meter's like a little that's, bit off I,
0: I, that's the chant maybe that they're doing
1: yeah if you're gonna make a that'd be one of those signs where like you start and it looks really good and then the, like the last six letters of, or so of. oh yeah they get, have to get real weird
0: yeah because you run out of space mm-hmm. yeah every
1: time god every time so difficult
0: anyway yeah just wanted to get the uh, air horns for the picket signs there they are present it's been a while since we've gotten to use that particular air horn i had forgotten Yes, eagle-eared listeners will, I'm sure, recognize the difference between the bozo air horn and the picket sign air horn. They are subtly different.
1: Did you say eagle-eared?
0: Yes. Okay. Eagles actually do have pretty good hearing. They don't have external ears, but they do have uh, ear canals that uh, are pretty receptive. You know a lot about eagles. Well, I mean, I like most of their solo careers better than their work as a group. Mm. I mean, Smuggler's Blues, Life's Big Good.
1: The heat is on, Hub. heat is on.
0: Well, as I said, I could talk about Skate Man all day, so let's do that. <laughs> Rick, we've got a little bit of minutia to cover. Do you mind singing us into the Skate Man minutia? We got minutia. It's not the biggest part. It's just minutia. Like Corey eating farts. We got minutia. Time to sweat the small stuff. Okay, so sartorially speaking. What instances of fashion in issue one of Skate Man would you like to focus on, Corey? There are too many. Yes. But the titular character must be mentioned. He cannot not be mentioned. His crime-fighting uniform is tight white jorts. Action jorts. That's A- what I am calling them. Action jorts. Good title. Because if they weren't, they would tear. Yeah. Not good. I mean you want them to be a little bit frayed but you don't want them to actually tear in the crotch cuz he does a lot of high kicks.
1: Mm-hmm. They used they, to they have pants jeans like that, you that know.
0: tight that will not that are flexible enough for high kicks.
1: In the back of martial arts magazines of the 80s they sold them. Kung fu denim. Mhm. Wow. Mhm.
0: That must be what Chuck Norris wore.
1: They had pictures of a dude that looked like Chuck Norris doing but, high kicks wearing oh. jeans and they they said won't tear the crotch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he was probably named like Chuck Morris.
1: Action jorts. Action
0: jorts. Baggy red t-shirt. He really... He calls it a scarf that he tied around his head. We never see him wearing that scarf, and that is a goddamn shame, because it is a beautiful scarf. It makes it look like his head is on fire, Mm -hmm. because it's this weird combination of orange into yellow that fades into it. It's really cool looking. The colors in this book are really fun. They're really bright and vibrant. I wish I knew who did them. Mm -hmm. It may have been Neil Adams himself. That's the thing. There are parts of this comic that are really gorgeously rendered. The scene where Skateman is just waking up and
1: Señora Quintero is looming over him is really very cool well looking. executed. Yeah. It, in fact, a lot of it has to my rusty memory the feel of like 80s action shows, like it, it... like Hunter style stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that.
0: Yeah, but I'm sorry. Uh, Skateman's uniform is completed by gloves. Well, gloves and also Knee-high tube socks. It's cover. not pictured on the cover, but inside.
1: They have red stripes, right? Yeah,
0: they have their red little ringlets on the top. Oh, yeah. Um,
1: I had some of those. Yeah. They were big in the 80s. Yeah,
0: very popular. It's very, very fashion-forward. He's got a belt that has some pouches on it. He also occasionally carries a what appears to be a purse full of grenades. Mm-hmm. Nunchucks. Nunchucks, sometimes. He only has no nunchucks at the end, which is a shame because... It looks like he's pretty good at nunchucks. Maybe he would have done better about the with the bikers and they wouldn't have broken a 2 by 4 over his head if he had brought the nunchucks earlier.
1: Had to happen or no flashback.
0: Fair enough. Other fashion choices that happened in this issue. Billy Moon, when he is returning from Vietnam, <laughs> Tuck is it in. Tuck wearing it all in. white jeans, which I think he may be made into jorts later. Maybe
1: that's just the only...
0: It's the only clothes has. that he has. Yeah. He does say when he is forming his Skateman persona in a drunken, racist rage, <laughs> um, <laughs> those humble patches of cloth would be the tools of your revenge rage. So he's got those humble patches of cloth, but where he got, I believe, the humble patches of cloth to make his white jorts were from a white pair of action jeans mm-hmm. that he had tucked both a turtleneck and the blazer he had on over the turtleneck into.
1: And he had a ponytail with, I think, bangs.
0: Yeah, he had, like, a Prince Valiant Bob that then apparently had, like, a rat tail in the back that was a ponytail. It was a little bit confusing.
1: I am shaking my head. I
0: know. I'm sorry. Who talks in a (laughs) blazer? Skate man. That's who. Nobody else can do it. No, Billy Moon's the only person in the world who can pull off that look. You know who I bet tried? That asshole Mark from uh, the New Teen Titans. (laughs) (laughs) The guy who tucked the fucking basketball jersey that he was wearing over his three-quarter sleeve turtleneck. Tucked that into his jeans. God damn it. I'm still mad at him. He is a real... Yeah, I mean, later on we did find out that he was also, like, abusive and controlling and... Killed a bunch of Murdered. people and had jealousy issues. I still would hold that amongst his worst crimes was tucking that basketball jersey and turtleneck into his pants. Yeah,
1: don't don't do that.
0: Yeah, Unless, if you're not Billy Moon, if you're not Skate Man, because if Paco when Paco grows up and becomes the legacy hero, Skate Man,
1: he can tuck it in. He can,
0: yeah, he can tuck whatever he wants. <laughs> 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 yeah. Any other fashion? Yeah.
1: Uh, newspaper man had a nice cowboy shirt yeah but fast freddy on yeah. page 12 man he's got knee pads that look like a diving mask yeah
0: weird it like, looks like they might shoot lasers out of them tomb
1: raider shorts and a cool hat and big aviator glasses and he's dancing and he looks pretty cool
0: he does look pretty cool he's got like an
1: applejack hat on Almost. It's a solid look
0: that he's got going on. I think he might be wearing a Walkman, too, that is connected to his leg. Hmm. Like, it looks like the... Does he have bionic? Like, there's a wire that is connected from a pouch to his knee pad. Maybe they do oh, light Are they lights? They're lights. Oh, my fucking God. Fast Freddy is the best. He is a cool dude with light-up knee light-up knee pads. Yep. That guy's awesome. Yeah. Best words. Man... It's it's really hard pick them at random. I'm gonna. Uh, It comes down to two for me, and we've talked about both of them
1: already. I think we might have the same. I don't
0: think it gets any better in comic dialogue anywhere than Paco looking up and saying, "What the shit? Do you care, pig meat?" My backup is page one, which again is just the cover with dialogue added. Hands off, jerkhole! The party's over. We're forming a union. My foot and your face. Once I know that he is not using that dialogue to oppress or to mock the attempted unionization of the migrant
1: workers, I like that dialogue a lot. Sure, cool. So good. Good insult. Yeah. So I had those. I had a backup, which is vying actually with pig meat for my favorite really? because just it just cracked me up because of how implausible it is that a bunch of kids, like Fast oh. Freddy is the oldest one. And then there's like a bunch of kids on skateboards and roller skates who ostensibly go down and kick the ass of a bunch of like seasoned tough guy bikers. Right. But the expositional dialogue for that, and we've talked about it before, says, like birds of prey, the boarders swoop down onto the pursuing bikers. (laughs) I actually had to put the comic book down and (laughs) chuckle for a few minutes at how just bonkers that whole situation was. The idea of that was.
0: Yeah, and that is coupled with, in that panel, you do see the skateboard just hitting one of the bikers full in the face as he's doing what? Looks like like maybe an acid drop, which incidentally was the only skateboard trick I was ever able to do.
1: I remember trying to trying to coach you.
0: Yeah, I eventually got it, too. It's I it was partly because the only place we could really skateboard, (laughs) practice skateboarding (laughs) was the basement because we lived on a dirt road. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, when you're in the basement, you got like a set of stairs and like not a lot to work with. And like a maybe 10 foot. Thing, but I did learn to do an acid drop, and that kind of looks like the trick that the dude is using
1: to kick a biker in the face. So maybe I could do that someday. Good point. Thank you. I had one last little bit of dialogue, which we've also touched on before. But you were inquiring previously about the ingredients of Skaterade, mm-hmm. and uh, it's here on page eleven. Ooh. And Jill says it's a mixture of herbs, roots, and my love. I call Skaterade. <laughs> And there's a weird little, like, asterisk kind of looking thing after Skaterade. Do you raid?
0: think they were leaving space for a registered trademark yeah, thing? I think. Like, in case I get a chance, to, I'm, I'm intending to copyright this. If this comic takes off. <laughs> I, for the reprints, there'll be a little R in a circle there. Right. Yeah. Skaterade. Catch the fever. Cure the fever. Oh. Mm. So, this is a difficult one. What was your favorite panel? Oh, man. I mean, there's so many different ways to break this down. You can just go on the pure visuals of it. You can go on what's happening in the panel.
1: P- Pigmeat was good. Mm-hmm. Mostly because of the dialogue. Right. The cover slash... First page. First page is amazing.
0: It's really good looking. I think that is probably the one that I went with. Although I giggle out loud every time I get to Skateman being hit. In the face with the two-by-four. <laughs> <laughs> and it breaking his and, and making the noise and, uh, Bash. And he just looks so surprised and embarrassed and to be having a board broken over his face. And hurt.
1: Like, it really looks like it hurts.
0: Yeah. The scene where he's tossing a grenade to Paco and saying, Okay, Paco, that's the building. You make the difference. Haul ass. These things have 30-second fuses. Get in, get out. And Paco's catching a grenade and saying, Got it!
1: I know. That kid is so fucking cool. <laughs> he even does a little trick. When he tosses the grenade, he jumps over a pipe. Yeah. So, good for him. So badass. The page following that is also amazing. When all the grenades go off. Yeah. And everything blows up.
0: Bladoom! And uh,
1: Paco screams, Wahoo! Yeah. He is into it.
0: That is really cool looking. Escape Man is roller skating out of the fire, carrying Jill in his arms. And while that's happening, Skate Man just casually says, there go Paco's grenades. That is just after he has killed a biker too by throwing a pool ball into his face.
1: Not um, just a biker, not just any biker. Oh, it's Skull.
0: Skull. He kills Skull by, yeah, throwing a pool ball into his face after he has nunchucked the whole crew. Mm-hmm. And then to head insult to injury blows them up. I mean, Paco blows them up. Good job, Skate Man. Making Paco... Making, making a, a multi-murderer? <laughs> yeah. Making Paco at the very least... No, not just an accessory. He is perpetrating... He's killing a lot of people. They were bad people. Tough but fair. Corey? Yes? What was your favorite sound effect?
1: Oh, geez. I like the noise... That we were just talking about this, that it makes when um, Skateman wings the pool ball into Skull's face <laughs> and kills <comes in>. him. <laughs> I had that down too. And I don't know if I can articulate it. thip! Yeah. It's thip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like the noise it would make mm-hmm. if you threw a pool ball at a biker's bald head. When you, when you say it out loud, it doesn't sound good, but when you see it in the panel, you're like, yeah, that is totally the noise yep. that that would make.
0: <laughs> I had that. My my absolute favorite is on the page one. I believe that it is the sound effect <laughs> of a kick to the face with a roller skate makes the noise, worker strike. Mm. So good. And it's coupled with that great insult of jerk hole. Oh, man, that guy is a total jerk hole.
1: Does, that's not... Neil Adams is making things up
0: yeah i like it i do too and there you have just the tip of the skate man iceberg we are not going to get into the two preview stories that are in here there's one for a comic book called future land and there's one for rock warrior i was able to read future world that one was pretty straightforward not Particularly good, but not horrendously bad. Rock Warrior was so weird and so dense, I could not make it through it. It is a five-page story that I could not finish, despite trying several times.
1: It's all drawn in that kind of squiggly way, too. This whole comic book looks
0: so very 90s. Like, it's very image 90s comic book, but it is so very 80s in its content. It's a $1.50 so it was like twice the price of other comics that were coming out at the time. It is beautifully printed on like glossy paper, not on newsprint. You can usually find this comic for around a dollar, $1, a $1.50. I would highly recommend that you go and get yourself a copy of it. I could read and talk about this comic book all goddamn day. And if any of you just want to hang out and talk about the comic book if we run into each other, I'll talk about Skate Man all the time, man. I have bought and given away probably about eight or nine copies of this over the past few years. The only comic book I have done that with before is a comic book called Lady Cop, which I'm also obsessed with. Maybe we'll do that for the 200th episode. Sounds good. Thank you for reading this with me, Corey. I had a fucking blast. Likewise. And thank all of you for listening to this show for the past 100, 100 years. 100 years. <laughs> it's been 100 years we've been doing this show now. My, the time has just flown by. Whee. Oh, boy. Do you remember when Damon Runyon <laughs> invented the roller derby?
1: It feels like yesterday. Then. It
0: really does. What a time indeed. Th- thank you so much for joining us over this many episodes. I never thought this show would be as successful as it has been. There are more of you listening every day, and that is stunning to me. Tell your friends. Yeah, tell, tell everybody. And, and also just thank you. Thank you for being part of what has become a really fun community. I love interacting with you. I love that you listen to us and have contributed to the show so much in so many different ways. Thanks, guys. If you would like to continue the dialogue, get into touch with us at ttwasteland at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, on Stitcher, on Twitter, on uh
1: instagram now
0: instagram yeah lisa's running the instagram page Mm -hmm. um we took pictures of all the alcohol we had to drink together in this episode (laughs) it was not an inconsiderable amount it was a considerate amount it was a very considerate amount thank you hub thank you liquor (laughs) uh and thank you skate man and thank you It's hard to say thank you, cocaine, for writing this issue, apparently, but I don't want to thank cocaine. Just Say thanks, Neil Adams. Thanks, Neil Adams, who, at the time of this comic, there is no way he was not a 14-year-old on cocaine. If you would like to contribute to us monetarily, you can give us a 100th birthday present at patreon.com slash ttwasteland. If you do so, you will get access to hours of bonus material, including the new monthly podcast Lisa and I are doing about Howard the Duck. There should be a new episode of that dropping within the next week or two. We covered Man-Thing number four. I'm sorry. We covered It Gets Better. Corey made a little smirk when I said (laughs) Man-Thing. We covered Giant Size Man-Thing number four. Thank you. Uh, Howard the Duck's third appearance, and it was a blast doing that and uh so yeah if you'd like to hear that you can donate at patreon.com slash wasteland and you will also get access to the drug abuse prevention psa issue that Corey and i did and we did a thing about turbo teen and auto man Man, um i recorded a episode about the teen titans tv show with my niece and nephew There's lots of stuff that you can listen to that is available only for our donors. So if you'd like to become one, you can do that there. If you are not in a place where you can financially do that, then that is fine, too. Uh, Just keep listening to this show, and we'll keep covering the Defenders and the Teen Titans. And eventually, in another hundred years... Skate Man, the movie. Yes, and Lady Cop. (laughs) Oh, yeah, and Lady Cop. (laughs) We will be back next week with New Teen Titans number 42 which is the beginning of the Judas Contract storyline, which has been something that, no exaggeration, we have been receiving emails about questioning when we were going to get to it since we started this podcast, and we're called Teen Titan Wasteland three and a half years ago. Uh, I cannot think of a more auspicious way to start off the second hundred episodes of Tighten Up the Defense. So stay tuned next week, and then we'll be back the week after that with more great Defender stuff. So, Woo-hoo. yeah. Uh, You guys are great. Thank you. Thank you for letting us ramble and indulging us in our discussion about Skate Man. Please read it. Read it, and then talk to the Roberts about getting this shit done. We need to see this movie, guys. Come on, only you can prevent forest fires and also get Skate Man, the movie, made. The Skate Night Returns. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Thank you. And in conclusion, what the shit do you care, pigmeat?
1: This, there's no way to say anything other than that. I, <laughs> no that's how it ends okay <laughs> <laughs> thank, you thank you guys
0: you. bye and they know
1: it Skate man, skate man, skate man, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when he skates on you? Skate man, skate man, what you gonna do? He's got a foot in your face, you fool! (laughs) (laughs) I drank all my booze. I'm very proud of you. Thank you.